Life Audio. Are you tired of the communication problems in your relationship? Don't you wish there was some sort of a cheat sheet that could help you to learn how to de-escalate arguments quickly? Well, friend, I have just the resource for you. I've created a resource called Heart to Heart Conversation Starters for Couples in Conflict. This is not only going to help you to de-escalate those arguments, but it's also going to help you learn how to stop pointing fingers and find common ground. Get your free guide today at danashay.com forward slash conversation starters. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash conversation starters. Be on your way today to better communication in your relationship. Hey, hey, friends, it's Dana Shea, and you're listening to Real Relationship Talk. Are you a wife who maybe has found yourself struggling to be honest, to be open about your marriage? Maybe you're going through some struggles in your marriage right now, and it's hard for you to reach out to other women because it looks like they have it all together. It looks like their marriages are succeeding. Their marriages are flourishing. Or maybe all the women around you have struggling marriages too, and you just don't want to be involved in all of their drama and your drama. Here's the deal, you guys. None of us were created to be an island. We've all heard the cliches, right? Better together, don't do life alone. No woman or no man is an island. And those are true. I think that so many times in relationships, we have the temptation to go it alone because we don't want to be looked down upon. We don't want to be rejected. We don't want people talking about our business in the street. Maybe we're embarrassed about what we're going through and we don't want to share that with other people. But I have learned in my life through not just my marriage issues, but just life, that life is better with other people. And it's better when I actually allow other people to really get to know who I really am, the good, the bad, the ugly, when I can invite them into my situation and I can learn how to just be authentic and be me and to lean on them for support, everything changed. We're going to talk today about the value of a wife tribe, and I'm also going to share with you guys something that I am learning in real time concerning accountability. You guys, well, the top of the year came, right, 2024, and I decided that I wanted to do some different things for myself. One, I have been carrying around about 30 extra pounds of weight since my kids were born, okay? It's no longer baby weight. I can no longer use that excuse because my kids are 14, 16, 21, and 24. So the baby weight <laughs> that I have been carrying around has also become Oreo weight and chocolate and chocolate chip cookie dough weight and extra slices of pizza weight. So... I've decided I am tired of the yo-yo back and forth. I'm tired of all of the gimmicks and the gadgets and all of the things. And I was like, you know what? This year I am going to prioritize not only my weight, but my health. I've been in pretty great health. I've never had any major health issues, praise the Lord. But I really don't want to just take that for granted. So I decided to join a program. And this is not about that program. I'm not going to specifically name what that program is. But I will tell you this. The accountability that is built into this program has made all the difference for me. Honestly, you guys, I love being by myself. Everybody thinks I'm an extrovert, but I'm really an introvert. I actually recharge alone. I love a quiet house. 
with no phone, no TV, no social media, just quiet. I thrive in that environment. And what I notice about myself is that I also, in life, will shield myself, if I can put it that way, from community sometimes because I don't want to be involved in all the noise of community. I don't want to know about all your problems. Like, love you, but that's a lot. You know, as a marriage coach, I'm constantly working with couples who have problems. And it's what I'm called to do. It's what I'm passionate to do. It's what I love to do. But in my own quiet, personal time, I just want to like chillax. You understand what I'm saying? So I have heard about this program and others like it. And I was like, you know what? I can do the meal plan. I can do the exercise and uh, the accountability part, the community part. I really don't need that. And y'all, let me tell you that you know what's making the biggest difference for me right now is the accountability and the community part. Every day I'm in this group and I'm cheering on others who are also succeeding in their health goals and they're cheering me on and it's just made all the difference. And I realized that in life, you know, there's a a saying, many of us are familiar with this saying, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go together. And what I have learned about life and marriage specifically is that you cannot do this alone. If you're married and you're going through challenges in your marriage and you've been trying to do it alone and you've been knocking your head up against the wall and you've been frustrated and the conflicts have seemed to escalate, could it be that you've been trying to do this alone? Calling all wives. Make that all wives who want a more fulfilling marriage. Our next Thrive Wives group is receiving applications now. If you're tired of feeling like you're the only one working on your marriage, tired of making changes and seeing little to no results, tired of forcing yourself to love a man you don't always like, you need to join Thrive Wives. Thrive Wives is a safe and a supportive online group where you'll benefit from seasoned and wise marriage coaches who bring proven strategies to help improve your relationship. Build meaningful connections with like-minded wives on a similar journey and share each other's challenges and triumphs. This is your tribe. Apply today at danashay.com forward slash Thrive Wives. That's D-A-N-A-C-H-E dot com forward slash Thrive Wives. Spaces are limited and when they're gone, they're gone. So apply today at danashay.com forward slash Thrive Wives. So we're going to talk today about the value of a wife tribe. Now, even that word tribe has some of some of you already like convulsing. You're like, oh, I don't know about the whole tribe thing, right? That's such like an overused word in our society. It's like everybody has a tribe. Everybody has a group. And if you've ever struggled with feeling like an outcast, if you've ever struggled with feeling like you're on the outside, that can be a very intimidating thought. Like, I got to go join a tribe. What if I'm not accepted? What if I'm rejected by that tribe? The value of a wife tribe, though, is not this great large group of people. I'm not telling you that you need 12 and 15 and 20 different women. But I do believe that every wife needs to have a small group of people where she can be accountable to, where she can actually let herself be known, where she can actually ask questions in a safe environment, where she can get prayer, where she can get support. And truthfully, guys need this too. 
I think for men, it is so difficult. Like a lot of men just don't have a lot of strong friendships. Of course, this is a generalization. I know that there is going to be that guy that's listening like, nope, not me. I've got my buddies. I've got my friends. And that's great. Most men, though, struggle with this. Sean actually led a small group of men in our local area here for a couple of years. And the thing that was consistent among all these guys, I mean, we had very professional men in the group to kind of entry-level positions in the group, just younger men, older men, all kinds of men. And the thing that was consistent among all these men is that most of them did not have any real friends. Like they became each other's friends in this group, but most of them didn't really have any friends, let alone a community of husbands. I mean, can you wives imagine if your husbands had a community of men, a small group of men where they actually could talk about real life issues with, where they could talk about their own failings and their shortcomings and their weaknesses and their fears? Can you imagine the impact that that would have on your marriage? Well, guess what? You might not have a group of guys. Your husband might not have found that group of men yet, but you as a wife can have the same impact on your marriage by developing a wife tribe. So I'm going to talk about some of the women that most of us have in our lives, because some of us do kind of already have like a bootleg (laughs) tribe of women, if you put it that way, right? So I want to talk about your bestie. Most of us have at least one best friend. If you don't, work on that. Like, be intentional about that. I think that we all need friends. If you are going through life thinking you don't need friends even, like, you're like, Dana, not only do I not need a community of women, I don't need no friends. Sister, you need some friends, okay? So there are some of us who have best friends, right? Now, these are your girls. These are like your ride or dies. These are the ones that are like, you know what? Let's go hide the body. These girlfriends, in general, are not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. These girlfriends are going to be the, you're always right. She said, what? He did what? Your kids did what? Those are our good girlfriends. Those are our best friends. They're always in our corner. They're always going to support us no matter what. We need those best friends in our lives. Then you're going to have your sisters, right? I'm talking about like your biological sisters, right? I have two sisters and we get on the phone and we complain about things and we talk about this and we talk about that and we laugh about this and we share reels and jokes and all that, right? Love my sisters. My sisters, though, (laughs) a lot of times when you're talking to your sisters, you're not only going to be able to tell them what you're going through, but they're going to tell you all the stuff that they're going through. Let me tell you what your nephew did the other day. And can you believe when mom called me, she said, right, that's your sisters. Then you have your mom. Now, I'm going to tread lightly because I know that there are many, many, many types of mom-daughter relationships that are listening right now. And maybe you have had an amazing relationship with your mom. Maybe you and your mom are best friends. Maybe you and your mom could talk about everything. That's not everybody's story. A lot of us have situations where you're always wrong when you talk to your mom, even if they don't mean it in a malicious way, but your mom is going to tell you about yourself. Your mom's like, girl, I knew you before you were born, okay? And your attitude that you have today is the same attitude that you had when you were three months old. Let me tell you all the things that you need to do to change. A lot of times that's the response that we get when we try to open up to our moms. It's like, mom, you are not helping the situation right now. And then we have our mother-in-law. Bless. Let's just take a moment of silence, okay? Mother-in-law situations can be tricky. 
again, maybe you have a great relationship with your mother-in-law. God bless you. But a lot of times the mother-in-law, daughter-in-law situation is my son can do no wrong. I don't know what you've got going over there, or I don't know what you've got going on over there, daughter-in-law, but my son is not the one who's in the wrong. And that can be really challenging because most daughter-in-laws don't feel comfortable opening up to their mother-in-laws about things that are going on in their marriage because they know the mother-in-law is biased. Even if she and her son don't have the greatest relationship, she's probably still going to be biased a little bit toward him because that's her baby. That's her son. And then we got the church ladies. The church ladies have never done anything wrong, so they can't relate to you. They don't know how to help you in your marriage because they've never dealt with the things that you, oh wretched soul, are dealing with. So my point is, friends, it can be really hard when we do try to open up to the women in our lives because we don't always get the kind of response or the advice or the help that we're looking for. So I have so much more I want to share with you. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Carol McCracken, and I'd like to invite you to join me and our team on the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. This podcast examines one verse each day to learn more about God and His will for us. I'm excited to tell you about the new series the host team will share with you during this season of Lent. Each episode will be a journey to the cross. We will follow Jesus through some of his most significant steps in the Gospels, focusing on a particular verse as we always do. It'll be a progressive series. Join us daily as we follow Jesus doing what he was born to do to save us all. You can find us on Life Audio or whatever you listen to podcast content on. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. All right, you guys, we are back. So we talked all about kind of the the women that we have in our lives and some of the responses that we can get from them. And again, that's a generalization. Maybe you have the best, best friend in the world and she tells you about yourself and she supports you. Maybe your mother-in-law isn't always about your son. So don't get so caught up on, well, that's not me. These are generalizations, okay? What we really need is an objective group of women where we can be honest and we can be held accountable, where we can actually show up being fully who we are, not pretending, not wearing a mask, not pretending like things are better than they are or worse than they are, because that's a thing too, right? Like sometimes, especially if your marriage is in a good place, you can sometimes feel guilty about that because all the people around you are struggling. Or maybe think about it on the financial side. If you're blessed financially and you've kind of got, you know, no issues in that area, and then all the people around you are struggling financially, you're going to feel some kind of way about being like, yeah, God actually just gave my, my husband a promotion or God actually just blessed me in my business. It can be really difficult sometimes to be in those environments. So when I'm talking to you all about a wife tribe, it needs to be a group of women that are diverse that are in all different places and stages in their marriages. 
people should be above you or further than you, if I can put it that way. Maybe they've been married longer than you. Maybe they've gone through more in their marriage than you've gone through. They need to be in your circle. And then you need to kind of have like those peer-to-peer relationships. Maybe you got married around the same time. You have around the same amount of kids. You're kind of going through the same types of situations, right? Those are the peer-to-peer. And then there should be some women that are kind of farther back than you are. Maybe they've been married less time than you. They really haven't gone through a lot in their marriage. Those are the women that you need in your life. When I look at my circle, when I look at the group of women that I have in my life, you know, it it was intentional. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, what an accident. I have three that are above me, three that are beside me, and three that are behind me. That just happened accidentally. It doesn't happen that way. You have to be intentional about cultivating these kinds of relationships. So I have a group called Thrive Wives. It's a group coaching program that I do for women. I run this twice a year. The enrollments open and then they close because I want to create a safe space for the women who have committed to these six months with each other. And I'm going to tell you guys that in Thrive Wives, there's something that that we do called accountability. And a lot of people kind of have an interesting relationship with the word accountability. You know, if you grew up in a church circle where it was like, you need an accountability partner, usually that person was supposed to like check you on all your sins. You were supposed to like call them and tell them all the bad things that you thought about that week and all the dirty things that you did that week, right? That's not what I'm talking about when I say accountability, because first and foremost, you have to be accountable to yourself before you are accountable to anybody else. Because how many of you know that you can fake it with other people? Oh, yes, you can. If you have an accountability and weight loss, your accountability partner might be like, hey, did you eat those cookies? And you'd be like, Mm-mm, I didn't. While well, you have crumbles, you know, on your face, but they can't see you because you're on the phone. You can fake accountability. So accountability is not sin management. It's not, you know, tell me all the horrible things that you did. Accountability is somebody who is going to walk side by side with you. And they're going to challenge you to be more than what you feel like you're capable of. I love my accountability partners. I need them. I don't know where I would be if I did not have them. You need accountability. And so that is one of the premier things that Thrive Wives provides is that accountability. It's somebody cheering you on, somebody encouraging you, but also somebody who's challenging you. Somebody who's saying, oh, I don't know about the way you just talked to your husband. I don't know if you realize how that came across. Now, if you are somebody who is easily offended, you are always going to shy away from accountability. You are always going to be somebody who feels like you don't need people telling you what to do. They can do that. I'm going to do this. And guess what? You'll never grow. You'll never grow because we need each other to grow. I need you looking at me and telling me about my blind spots. You need me telling you your blind spots. That's why I love this podcast, because I'm here not to just make you feel good when you leave, but to challenge you. For you to go away from this podcast feeling like, you know what, that was good information. And now this is what I need to do. This is what I need to put into practice. It's not just about making you feel good. It's about helping you to actually be good, to be who you were called and purpose and created to be. So I want you all to hear from a couple of our wives who have gone through Thrive Wives because I don't want you to just take my word for it. I want you to hear from them and hear about their experiences in this group. 
Hi, my name is Raven, and I'd like to share my Thrive Wives experience. I joined Thrive Wives because I was searching for support during a challenging season in my marriage. While one-on-one -on -one coaching was an option, I preferred a group setting because there is the benefit of learning from other members within the community. Dana is amazing. She offers excellent lessons, great resources, and even some challenges for us. She is transparent about her own experiences, and above all, she provides a safe space with no judgment for us to share freely. As a result of my time with Thrive Wives, I have learned healthier communication skills and recognized unhelpful thought patterns, while also learning to acknowledge and appreciate what is going well within my marriage. I sincerely appreciate the accountability and encouragement we give each other. Thank you, Dana, for creating this platform where wives can thrive together. Hi, Dana. While we are committed to rebuilding our marriage, creating new healthy patterns takes work, and some days are harder than others. Being part of the Thrive Wives community has helped me stay accountable for my part in improving my marriage relationship. Having others listen and support me, as well as share their experiences and challenges, and encouragement when I inevitably misstep has been a game changer. Tips for better communication, remembering new habits take practice, encouragement to try again, and especially learning about the different types of intimacy are really helping my commitment to improve our relationship. So I love what they said because I think that it's one thing for us to actually just talk about accountability and for us to just talk about support, but to actually commit. I'm going to be there every other week. I'm going to show up with all my mess. I'm going to show up on my good days. I'm going to show up on my bad days. I'm going to show up on the days where I don't feel like showing up because I need you and you need me. I think we do ourselves such a big disservice when we feel like we don't need each other and nobody needs us. We have been taught a lie, you all. You have something to give. You always have something to give. I don't care how destitute, how broken, disgusted you feel. I don't care how horrible your life is right now. You have something to give. You have something that somebody else needs or God would not have placed you in this earth. So the moment that you awaken to the fact that you're not always the needy one, y'all, I lived like that for so many years because my marriage was in such a bad place for so many years. So I would go into every group hungry. I would go into every group with my hands out thinking like, what can these people give me? What can these people give me? I need support. I need a listening ear. I need a friend. I need encouragement. I need, I need, I need. And there's nothing wrong with that to a certain extent, but then you've got to be able to also realize, hey, I've got something to give. The moment that I realized that I wasn't just in need, but I also had something to give, my relationships became enriched. I actually started loving to be accountable to other people because I realized that you're going to hold me accountable and I'm also going to hold you accountable. There are some things that God has uniquely designed me to be able to do. There are some gifts and some talents and some resources and some equipment that he has given specifically to me that you need. And I'm willing to give those things to you. That's the value of a tribe. If you belong to a group and you're always just on the receiving end, that's not healthy. And if you belong to a group and you're always on the giving end, that's not healthy. 
That's why if you are a CEO or you have a high level of management, maybe you're a leader, a minister, you are the boss at work, whatever you are, how the higher the level, the more you need a community of people because you are always used to giving. You are always used to holding everybody else accountable, but you also need somebody to hold you accountable. You also need a shoulder to cry on. You also need some encouragement. You also need some support. You also need some wisdom. So you've got to be able to diversify the group that you're in so that you can be a giver and a receiver. So I'm going to close this podcast by telling you a story. And this situation, the season in my life that we were in, this was probably almost 20 years ago, maybe 15 20 years ago, somewhere around there. I don't remember the exact year, but Sean and I were just kind of recovering from one of his cycles of infidelity. And it was after I thought things were going well in our marriage and then I realized they were not. And so I was like, you know what? We've done the counseling thing. Um, That didn't work. Now, what are we going to do? I'm either going to leave this man, but I was all bitter and hateful. So I knew that I needed to do something about myself. It was no longer about Sean. It was no longer even about our marriage and fixing our marriage. I needed to do something for me because I did not like who I was becoming. So by the grace of God, I learned about this small group of wives. And I don't even remember what the group was called. I don't even know if we had a name. But I learned about this small group of women. And y'all, I was scared to go because I knew that I would know people in this group. And so I was like, you know what? I don't know if I want people knowing like all the nitty gritties and all the things that we're going through, but I'm going to take a risk because I know I can't fix myself. And I love sweet Jesus, but he's also called me to be a part of a community. You see so many times you all, especially if you're a Christian, you think, well, Jesus can help me. Jesus is going to fix it. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And Jesus is, but guess how Jesus works? Jesus works through his body, through the body of Christ, through other people. If you need a hug, Jesus is not going to come out of heaven and give you a hug. He's going to send you a sister to hug you, right? So I go into this group. First day, I'm literally shaking in my boots, okay? I was like, oh my God, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I'm like talking myself out of it as I'm riding up the elevator to this meeting. So I get into this elevator, get into this meeting, and I walk in and I see all these familiar faces. And I'm like, oh, dang, I didn't know that her husband was unfaithful. Wow, I didn't know her husband was into porn. And it just leveled the playing field because regardless of what these women were going through, we were all in the same boat. And I sat there and that was some of the most, oh my God, like that, that season of my life was so healing. Those meetings were so important to me. I would never miss a meeting. I don't care what was going on in my life. I could not miss a meeting because I needed to be there. Not only did I need to be there to, again, receive, but I knew I needed to be there to give because maybe I had an epiphany that week. Maybe there was a revelation that God had given me that week that he needed me to be able to share with these women. And so I needed to show up. And when people ask me to this day, Dana, how did you and Sean overcome the infidelity in your marriage? A big part of how we overcame that was that small group of women. I don't believe I would still be married today without them. I absolutely do not believe I would still be married today without them. So I want to encourage you all to look into a tribe of women. I have provided 
a resource for you, an incredible group. I'm only taking 12 women, though. There's a lot of people who listen to this podcast. So applications are open now. You can go to danashay.com forward slash Thrive Wives and apply. This is a paid program. I believe in investing in your marriage. We're not just sitting together and chit-chatting about the last TV show that we watched. No, we're doing some real work here. So there is an investment. And it is going to be an investment not only into your marriage, but an investment into you, into helping you to become the woman and the wife that you desire to be. You know, for years, I desired to be a certain way. I wanted to be sweet and soft. I don't know if I'll ever be sweet and soft. (laughs) It's just like not how God created me. Like I'm nice and kind, but like, you know how you meet those women? You're like, oh, she's so soft and she's so sweet. A lot of my friends are soft and sweet and I love them. And then I can be like, get in your face. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Like, that's just kind of how I'm built. But for me, at least, I know for sure that God has gifted me with the opportunity and the responsibility to help women to become all that they are purposed to be and to help wives. Some of you have been marriaging alone. You feel like that, right? You're like, I'm the one always making the effort. I'm the one always doing the things. And you can look at that as a negative or you can look at that as an opportunity that God has gifted you to keep your marriage alive. So wherever you are, however you find yourself on that spectrum, I want to encourage you to join us. Again, we're going to be cutting off registrations in just a couple weeks, but I want to encourage you all to get your your tribe of women Get your group, get your women where you can be accountable to, where you can be supportive, where you can be honest, where you can be real and where you can grow. Get a wife tribe. So that is it for our episode today. I want to thank you all for being loyal listeners. If you have not already subscribed to this podcast, what are you waiting for? Maybe you didn't realize that you could subscribe or that you needed to subscribe. The beautiful thing about subscribing is that you don't have to look for these shows every week. I still get people asking me like, what days do you release the show? Just subscribe and you don't have to worry about that. So you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also leave a rating and a review there, which I would so appreciate if this podcast means anything to you. If you glean value, then make sure that you leave a review. So as we end every episode in saying, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart, it's all about intentionality, right? So guess what? A good relationship is not one that works. It is one where you put in the work. Let's get to work, my friends. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care.